0: Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Today, we're going inside the Miss Agriculture USA organization. Our special guests include Sylvia Glowacki, the 2021 National League Miss Agriculture USA, and also is the Advocacy Literacy Officer of the National FFA Also with us is Shannon Gallagher-Winger, co-founder of the Miss Agriculture USA organization and Catherine Curran, 2021 national runner-up Mrs. Agriculture USA and the first national queen of North Dakota. Hey, welcome to the show ladies. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time Uh, again and your professional talent. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about your dynamic organization. You know, but before we uh, jump into our main topic, I always like to have some fun with our guests and learn some interesting things about you. So, uh, first of all, Celia, you have been on this show before, so uh, you get off a little lightly uh, on this part of it. But I know that you are a native of Oklahoma.
1: I am. Uh, I grew up active in Floration FFA. My dad was an ag ed advisor in Oklahoma. Uh, ended up uh, running away from Oklahoma to go to school in upstate New York.
0: Yes, and that would be Cornell University. And uh, again, you have a degree in uh, communications marketing, correct?
1: I do. Uh, Cornell's uh, communication degree is more theory-based. I thought, you know, why not? Might be fun.
0: And and, and that led you into an extensive career in multiple positions, important positions in the field of marketing and communications, including uh, your current position on the National FFA as advocacy and literacy officer. So here's the question that I have to ask you, and that is simply what is it that really fueled your passion in ag communication?
1: I think working in ag communications is really important because it allows us to spread the message of the industry, whether you're looking at it from a literacy standpoint, a policy standpoint, Or just general education of consumers and uh, working with young members, whether they grew up on a farm or not, being able to work with them to share the message of this very important and vital industry is one of the things that kind of keeps me going.
0: Excellent. Making a difference every day by putting the messaging out there. How did you get involved in the Miss Agriculture USA organization? this is kind of a funny story.
1: I am a huge sports fan. Uh, I absolutely love sports. And March Madness, uh, I think of 2019, I think that's right, Shannon, 19, I was sitting on my couch watching March Madness. And this organization kept popping up on my social media feed, this, this Agriculture USA organization. I was like, What is this? Uh, so I clicked on the Facebook feed and uh, actually started reading more information and Connected with a couple of people, realized I had some of those mutual mutual friends of some of the people, and decided to sign up and give it a go. And here we are today.
0: And the rest is history, as they say. Shannon,
1: Shannon can't get rid of me.
0: So uh, there you go. You've got her <laughs> locked. You've got her locked in there for for good now. Hey, Shannon, uh, understand that you have Ohio roots.
2: Yes, sir. Born and raised in Ohio. So Ohio's the birthplace of 4-H. So really, really strong 4-H roots, kind of third generation in there. So, but I've got a lot of Ohio pride.
0: And boy, you really did get entrenched in the 4-H program, reading about uh, all the outstanding accomplishments that you had in all of these various competitions, receiving grand championship uh, awards in various livestock categories.
2: So yeah, so I was really blessed to um, be very successful with livestock, but uh, my passion in 4-H was actually outside of the livestock area. So I was in what we like to call the life skills area, public speaking, sewing. Uh, My grandmother was a sewing advisor and a third generation advisor now. So uh, 4-H was much more than just the livestock side. So I got a very good... Good life experiences, you know, just so many of those. 4 H has so many different things to offer. Um, And so I really give 4 H a lot of credit for who I am today because of those things.
0: A great leadership program, yes. And Springfield, Ohio, Mr. B.H. Graham, I believe, was the founding father of the 4 H program as well. So, and then your journey took you eventually to uh, Pennsylvania at some point
2: it did so I ended up in Pennsylvania for a bit and um, I was on a dairy farm I ended up working for like um Penn State in the dairy extension for a short period of time and you know my experience in Pennsylvania and my background in Ohio is kind of where a lot of this came to be um you know I'd always been so involved in, and really involved in the community and when you transplant uh you kind of don't know what to do with your roots and especially if they're pretty deep roots so um rather than, you know, bringing my family with me, I created a family also to people that were like-minded in agriculture. So um, it was really great that way.
0: Excellent. Now we're going to get into this a little bit more, a little bit further on, but and I understand that the Miss Agriculture USA is truly a family affair, a uh, passion of, of love uh, that involves, uh, I would assume it'd be your mother, Roberta.
2: Yes. So uh, my mother was the person who said, you know what, we, you know, we were talking about this and doing this, and we talked about it in um, July, and my mom said, why not? Why not us? Like, we can do this. You know, we kind of had this idea. We saw such a need for positive promotion of agriculture, and for people that were involved in agriculture to be the ones to kind of support this. So, you know, without, again, getting too much into it, I truly believe that American agriculture is, is kind of like an endangered species. And we can't support this industry without bringing to light how important it really is. Um, And I think that by, you know, starting the organization, we really wanted to be a national, you know, nonprofit organization about positively promoting agriculture. And um, yep, my mom, she is the woman who kind of stepped up and said, we're going to do this. And we launched then by August of 18. So took us a month to be able to say, let's do this and run with it. And if we don't do it now, we never will. So um, she does a lot of little things behind the scenes, um, but she's in her retiring years. So we don't want to overwork her too much. We want to you know, keep her going for a while. So, but she enjoys it.
0: That's awesome. Now, Catherine, you have uh, an interesting uh, journey here. You uh, had exposure and experience growing up on a, on a hobby farm. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that.
3: So my parents had a hobby farm in Holly, Minnesota, and I, we call it a hobby farm because it wasn't necessarily focused on the outcomes is all of the products we had were for ourselves. So we raised steers for meat for ourselves. We had a big, big family garden. We had ducks at a time, chickens for eggs, things like that. So it was kind of all wrapped up into one. We had a little bit of everything from time to time throughout my life. And it was just kind of to take care of ourselves. And we really enjoyed it.
0: So I have to ask you this, and that's what was your favorite farm chore activity?
3: Oh, my favorite favorite was definitely bottle feeding baby calves. I just love them so much. They're sweet and they're fuzzy. I love soft things and cows are my favorite animals. So that's kind of how that turned out.
0: <laughs> well, that story really bottles me up for sure. <laughs> so, all righty. Now, uh, you have had multiple involvements in many of the uh, queen competitions, if you will, uh, over the years. And and, an interesting one that caught my attention, you were a a steam festival uh, queen, is that correct?
3: Almost, it's kind of a long title. I was the Western Minnesota Steam Threshers Reunion Steam Queen in 2016.
0: All right, excellent. So what is it that, that triggered your desire to participate in these kind of things?
3: So it actually started out, um, my high school and my hometown hosted Miss Holly. So that was a pageant for scholarships. And me and my girlfriends, we were like, you know what, let's do it. What do we have to lose? You know, it looks like fun. We get to show off a talent, a fancy dress. We get to earn scholarships. So that didn't quite pan out for me. I I ran two years. I got Miss Congeniality and the Service Award for most volunteer work. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. And then my friend Elaine was like, hey, you know, you're always up here at the Steam Threshing Show. You know, you're really active. I think you should run for the Steam Queen. I was like, oh, Elaine, yeah, I can't do that. I'm not cut out for this. And she convinced me to run the first year. There was a whole bunch of girls. So it didn't work out for me that year. But the second year, I did win. And that kind of got me into being in different queen organizations because the crown and sash were more like a tool to be able to get conversations with people and talk to them about agriculture and our steam show we had and all kinds of different topics. It really gives you a gateway to talking with people.
0: So the participation really fueled your desire to get even more further involved.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Well, again, uh, great story there. Let's move in now to the organization itself, Miss Agriculture USA. It's a very, very young organization. Uh, Shannon, as you said, you've already alluded to a little bit of how it began. What was the rationale, a little bit more on the rationale for the startup itself?
2: It ties into the idea that we want to give Actually, even like Kat even kind of said, she tied into this too. But, you know, we want to give women of all ages um, with a passion for agriculture, a place to positively promote and educate others about the agriculture industry. Uh, There is something just really powerful about a woman with a crown and sash. And for us, the organization is here to give everybody that platform. Um, yes, I can totally go out there and use my social media. I could talk to people in my community. And sometimes, you know, it's a hard thing to do to step out of that comfort zone. But a lot of times when you put on that crown and that sash and you're doing it not just for yourself and your family or your farm, you're doing it to also represent these other women that are doing that and to give them an example and, and to lead them and say, it's okay to talk about agriculture. It's okay to share with others. And so I think a lot of the rationale behind the startup was is getting women you know to and over a chance to expand beyond themselves to bring light to this industry and it's really just it's amazing to watch watch these young ones watch people who've been in the industry for a while watch those in marketing even too um you know it's not easy it's not easy to go out there and talk about this so we hope that it's kind of like uh, their little sword and shield to head out there into the world and um share with others
0: a couple uh follow-up points that struck my attention with with this. First of all, very impressed that the participation that you have starts at such a young age uh, and goes through all of those uh, different categories. So you're starting people and getting exposure of the participants right at the get-go that will continue on as into teens and into adulthood. So you're really creating lifelong support and advocacy efforts right there by doing that. Uh, outstanding. So that has to make a difference. And and at the same time, you're really cultivating the leadership skills of all those that participate in the program, providing those exposures. And speaking in front of a group is not something that necessarily comes easy for anybody at any age, too. So again, and the exposure, the interaction, people from different backgrounds, all of that blending together to make such a marked difference, certainly. Well, you talked about the uh, the various uh, age groups with the program itself. A little bit more on uh, how large the participation has come at this particular time, Celia.
1: let Shannon, answer more to that. Uh, you know, we've okay. had at our first national contest or competition. Sorry, we had just over sixty queens. Uh, third year, I think we pushed closer to eighty.
3: Mm-hmm. and the,
1: and this last year was right around 70 um uh, with the mm-hmm. covid but that was just at our national um national event but on a state and local level and uh reach county level sheenan after last year we had how many total queens
2: so this year but um, this year for 2022 we're coming into the year with over 200 queens signed up um, the most we had Previously, we did hit 300 in our second year. Um, So we, it's been really big. Uh, Our first year, we had over 200 queens. Our first year as well. Um, And so this includes the county level queens that we have in just some of the states, and then a lot of the other states um, are more uh, open. They they just uh, they have a, a interest, but like in Ohio and Pennsylvania, they have a state competition. Um, And so they have a lot of county queens. Like in Ohio, um, on average, we have about 100 queens per year.
0: Wow. What do you attribute the, the, what's the primary reason you attribute the growth to? Is it aggressive uh, marketing, uh, putting the word out, or just the the program brand itself getting more well-known, or is it all of that and more?
1: I think it's all of that and more. I think it's definitely the word of mouth. Finding an organization that supports women of all ages uh, and encourages the promotion and celebration of agriculture while giving you the opportunity to build all these amazing skills and to build your network it's just this really great opportunity uh, and one that you don't get to come by. I know there's uh, commodity queens or in Oklahoma we had uh, breed association queens and I think that's kind of a thing uh, across the board as well um, and county queens but to really be able to find something where you where I can connect with Catherine, being in Indiana and she's from North Dakota um, you know or one of my favorite pictures from last year is my competition, competition. I use the term loosely. Um, One of my fellow queens from Iowa, we were giving each other a hug on the stage after I was announced winner. Um, But we have these opportunities to develop these really cool friendships, these unique friendships. And you see it on social media and it just really spurs this interest. And as we develop an age as, as, uh, not as a person, but as an organization, the interest is peaking. And one of the things I think it, to me is our huge selling point is in this space while there's two or three other like-minded organizations or similar organizations we're the only national not-for-profit that gets to celebrate agriculture while doing everything for the people in the organization uh so that's that's our uniqueness and I think that's the draw
0: excellent now Catherine if somebody wanted to participate at a local level or a county level how do, what's that process
3: so you would just go online to MissAgricultureUSA.org and you can check out any of our information there. You can see openings, you can register to be a queen and the county queens are already closed for the year, but states are still open that don't have a county to state competition. So it's definitely worth checking out on the website. You can get so much more information from there.
0: Now is this the time of the year when we have a lot of those other competitions going up leading up to the national in June?
3: Yeah. And you know, something special too that I've noticed is that we have an interest group on Facebook. So if you don't want to dig through the website, you can just add our Facebook group and go in there and find out from people in the organization, what we're about and more information. If you have questions, things like that, it's a really handy tool we
0: have. And we will post on our That's Sagratastic Facebook page, that resource information later on today. Well, right now, we do need to take time out to give all of our outstanding show sponsors a special note of appreciation. Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin counties, UTC's Farm Market of Plain City, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show partners. Well, it's obvious that Queens play a major pivotal role in advocating for agriculture, really ambassadors across the country with your organization. And uh, each of you have had a myriad, uh, do meet a big myriad of experiences uh, since you've been involved. But I'd like to do right now is ask you to share one or two uh, brief uh, special ag adventures and what was the outcome that achieved for you and for for that uh, location where you went. So, Catherine, I'm going to start with you.
3: All right, great. So I'm going to start my first one. I'll do just two. (laughs) There's so many to pick from. But one of the things I think that I've done thus far that had a really big impact was I had a news interview with a local TV station. And I think that helped just get the word out more, especially locally, hopefully to get more North Dakota queens involved. And I've actually got four girls coming in this year representing North Dakota. So I'm very, very excited for that. But I just think that you know, getting the word out there and pounding the pavement, getting after these people to get the word out there is so important. Because I heard a, I was hearing a song today, and it's "Chase your dreams because dreams don't chase you." So you I <laughs> I've been going after it.
0: <laughs> Good for you, and and getting some more involvement. Excellent. Well, Celia, what about you?
1: I think a couple. My one of my favorites is I attended. Uh, Carb Day at the Indy 500 as a guest of Indiana Dairy. So m- helping people make the connection between the agriculture industry and something so much fun like the Indy 500 is so is important because, you know, the winners get to sit in that winner circle after they've raced 500 grueling miles and they take a sip of cold milk, uh, cold, refreshing milk. It's a history dating, you know, a tradition dating back to the 1930s. And so helping people continue to make that uh, connection between ag and sports has been one of my favorite things to do. And ultimately, it's the friendships I've created throughout this organization, from Shannon and Roberta to Catherine, down to our littlest, tiniest queens that will give you a hug. And you didn't know you realized that you needed that, like just that moment with them.
0: Excellent. And uh, continuing on here now, uh, Shannon, uh, what's your story?
2: So my story, (sighs) when you're on the other side, uh, I can't even tell you how proud you are of watching, you know, these little ones to ones that are your age to ones that are, you know, the leaders that you look for and your mentors Um, because of such the range of ages. It's so... (sighs) It's like watching, I don't have any children, but if I had children, I imagine that this is how you feel like you're just so proud of them. And you you get to talk about them and you say, oh, you should have seen one of our queens today. They were out there and they were doing this and you, like, it's so amazing to see. And for those that, um, what's really interesting about our organization also too, is that you can you can grow with us. Um, you can be with us one year. Um, you can be with us two years. You can be with us for as many years as you like. And after, you know, to be honest, we don't love to see you leave because we become part of the family. But, um, for some of these, um, especially the little ones at the moment, they really hit my heartstrings because, um, you know, we've had a couple of these girls with the organization when they were two, when they first were able to be in the organization. And now we're looking them at, you know, they're starting kindergarten, we're seeing their first day of kindergarten photos. So I mean, we really do become an extended family and a network that gets to cheer them on forever. So even just outside of the organization, having that network of people that you just know and and love as individuals is, it's it's special. It is so special.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, again, uh, there is we could take hours, I am sure, and continue on and just talk a story after story, um, but again, it just reflects the quality of the organization, the difference this organization is making in such a, a short period of time. We'll talk a little bit more here uh, moving forward. Uh, when you look, Celia, at your time at USA Agriculture, what's the most significant takeaway for you? I
1: think my most significant takeaway from being part of the Miss Agriculture USA organization is simply that... Using the opportunity to network and create those friendships helps you not only grow as a person, which even at my old age, I've been able to grow as a person, um, but to grow my knowledge in the industry. I was, for an example, I don't know a lot about dairy cattle, but thanks to one of my fellow queens, I have learned a lot about dairy in the last three years. Uh, I hope that I'm sharing information about FFA and beef cattle as I kind of and and swine as I take on my reign. So I think it's just important to embrace that networking and grow and act, grow, continue to grow, whether it's personally or professionally.
0: Now the organization is all over uh, social media. And again, uh, there is a Facebook page out there. Any other platforms that the organization is on?
2: Yes. So we do have our, you know, our Facebook page, Miss Agriculture USA. Um, We are on YouTube, so you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, We do virtual competitions for our state competitions. So you can always check out those and just a couple other fun things that we've done. We are on Instagram, so you can always check us out at Miss Agriculture USA on Instagram. So those are our favorite platforms.
0: Excellent. And again, what I'd like to ask each of you now for as we kind of wrap things up here. Uh, Let's talk about looking ahead here. First of all, Shannon, uh, when you look in the great ag crystal ball here, we always like to look in that. Where do you see the program heading in the next uh, three to five years?
2: Oh, that's an exciting one to think about because we we surpassed my dreams and quotations and goals in our second year. So, you know, for us, I think the goal is just to continue to get better. We want to get better at creating networking. We want to get better at um, our marketing, our communication. We have so many, there's so many fantastic Um, other organizations and, you know, farm bureaus and and so many different things out there. We'd love to um, create some partnerships and share education because if we have all of these uh, wonderful advocates out there talking about agriculture, we would love to, um, you know, work with them even more. Uh, there are so many great different things that each one of these organizations, whether it's 4-H or FFA or any of these places have. They have so many wonderful resources. So to be able to um, you know, share some of those would be fantastic. Um, I think that we will continue to grow. Uh, I think that it would be really great someday that maybe Miss Agriculture USA becomes that farm household name. Like, you know, Hey, I was in, you know, FFA, I was in 4-H and I was also in Miss Agriculture USA. Like I would love for it to be something that's just part of that list of, you know, bucket list things that every ag kid should be in.
0: Excellent. Catherine, what's the overall impact been for you?
3: Oh, it's just been incredible. I have a whole new family with Miss Agriculture USA and I with the new North Dakota Queens coming in, I remember seeing the signups and I saw Julie for the North Dakota misses. And at first I was like a little sad, a little jealous almost, like, oh my gosh, someone's gonna have my title next year. And then I met one North Dakota miss, Macy, at a party I hosted, and it just swelled into absolute pride. I couldn't believe that I had personally got her in the organization and Helped her on this journey. It just overwhelming pride is how I feel about this organization.
0: Excellent. Uh, Shannon, what is your best contact for people that want more information about the organization?
2: So, um, if you want super fast, sometimes the Facebook Messenger on our Miss Agriculture USA Facebook page is the best way. But we also have our email, which is Miss Agriculture USA at gmail.com um so those are the best ways to get a hold of us and um kind of like we said our social media is pretty active so if you're trying to get a hold of somebody we're pretty easy to find and we check our messages on instagram and facebook a lot so we have a little social media team thank goodness for Michaela and linda and jeannie and and all those people that help make those things happen behind the scenes they're fantastic
0: awesome and again the national event that you're going to host at your farm the Wingate farm uh, is in the mid-june june 16th to 18th is that correct
2: so yes, we're going to be at Gallagher Farms um, okay. in Manaway, Ohio. It's okay, like Gallagher Farms in Manaway, Ohio. And it's June 16th, 17th, and 18th. So we we moved to a three-day um, competition. When you've got over 65 um, people coming in to compete all day long, uh, we needed to have a little bit more time and we wanted time to mix and mingle and network. So it's definitely jammed packed and we'll see everybody in June in Manaway, Ohio.
0: Excellent. Hey, I cannot thank uh, each of you enough for sharing such great value, practical information on the Dynamic Miss USA Agriculture Program. Best wishes for much continual success, and hey, I'll look forward to checking back in with you later on in the spring. And right now, we'd like to do a final wrap-up with all of our show partners. That includes the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Delaware, Madison, and Franklin Counties, a grassroots membership organization dedicated to sustaining and growing agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding customer benefits. You can find them on Facebook at Central Ohio Farm Bureau, and for more information, you can contact Melinda. Lee, the organization director, that's M. Lee at OFBF.org. Again, M. Lee at OFBF.org. Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio. And again, that is outstanding loans for commercial, residential, and ag customers combined with exceptional personal service. You can check them out today at Liberty Bank slash Office Marysville. Also, UT Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio. It's your one-stop shop. For all your favorite Amish cheeses, deli meats, baked goods, and fresh produce, and much more. They're open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5. You can check them out online at utc'sfarmmarket.com. That's utc'sfarmmarket.com. They're also on Facebook. UTC's Farm Market. It's worth the drive. And the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. Hey, now's the perfect time to become a member. You can register for their signature annual conference. It's coming up soon, February 12th, a virtual conference. And then February 17th to 19th is their live event. go to oeffa.org that's oeffa.org your patronage and support of all of our show partners makes a huge positive difference well join us again as we continue our ag journey across the country on january 18th as we explore the aquaculture industry in ohio with very special guests.